0: beast. Part of my reason for starting this podcast is that a few years ago I was forced really to start taking my health seriously. I've told this story loads of times before so the brief version, partly my fault, partly bad luck. Ten years ago I was on a stag do everybody very very drunk. That's the my fault bit. I said everybody to try and avoid too much personal responsibility. But anyway at some point during that night I fell through an unsafe hotel room window. That's the less my fault part. So anyway I fell 24 feet, 7, 8 metres, onto the tarmac below, smashed my legs up. Doctors put me back together, metal struts and bolts, rough few months. After which I managed to get back to a normal-ish life, normal but kind of physically a bit slow-paced. Then a few years ago, about four years, I decided I would try something a bit more strenuous. That's when I met today's guest, Thomas Ritzewski absolutely nobody calls him. Polish Tommy, Sensei Tommy. He's head instructor at the Roger Gracie Academy in Richmond in West London. He's an interesting guy, as well as being a jiu-jitsu instructor. He's got some fancy city job, which I don't exactly understand. He's also my friend, so forgive me if the conversation wanders a little bit. He might even mention Brexit at some point. You know what they like. But he, at least he does it when he's talking about his escape from war-torn Poland. It wasn't really war-torn because he was born in the 80s, but that's how I like to think of it. I actually owe Tommy a lot is a really great teacher and the impact for me of doing this martial art has been massive because I've had a lot of physical knocks and I'm in my mid-40s now but despite this I feel mostly better than ever, stronger than ever and in some ways jiu-jitsu and Tommy's been a huge part of this has been responsible for my physical recovery as much as the doctors who put my legs back together so welcome my friend Polish Tommy. <laughs> You can you hear me right? The only thing I would ask, if you um, so you have to you, sit well, up straight. No, the only thing is, if, oh. it's basically me coming around and breaking your
1: balls. Do right? <laughs> <So laughs> so I have to sit here like the, the tension.
0: I, <laughs> I knew you were going to be difficult. That was the thing we discussed this before, didn't we? But <laughs> well, I think I've come out to your house. I've, I've, I've made I, I've made you fashion coasters out of tea towels. I look ridiculous. I have to sit here, yeah. This is always going to be the problem.
1: I, 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 I thought that my swearing was going to be the problem, not my fidgeting.
0: Swearing is there are certain things all you have to all basically you have to think is is there anything that could well, a, beyond a, that you can it's, say it's, what it's you a want. good
1: good rule is when you're doing something and you're saying something you say would you be happy if that was on the front page of New York Times? Do and you have, do not. you think
0: about this when you're emailing people? It depends think, who I'm emailing. But do you think what would happen if I tend to think yeah. if it's embarrassing I don't mind, but if it's something that I don't know that you could get in big trouble for everyone's done that work thing where they've sent something to the wrong person. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And mm. Some of the things people write on some WhatsApp groups, you think you could, if a list of, if some people's employers were seeing things, they. but easily, but that,
1: that, that, I guess the bigger problem is that you can like be the passive recipient of filth on WhatsApp, and you mm. can get done for it, right? Because it's on your phone. So if you. Have the settings that you save every video that people send you, and then somebody looks at your phone. And it doesn't matter if you've seen it or not, actually, because but because it's stored on your phone. Then is that enough? Yeah, it's done enough to get you done. So, so this is so this Very is going wrong. in an unexpected yeah, direction. Yeah, I, don't know, right. <laughs> I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you
0: about being fit and proper in another way. <laughs> the fact that you, the fact that you are now. Um, British, right? Yeah, you've renounced your Polishness.
1: I, d- I have not. I didn't have to renounce my Polishness. Did I just not. have to. I, I just had to swear my allegiance to the Queen and and, and say that I'm going to respect and obey the laws of the land.
0: For most people who grew up here, you hear these things about the citizenship tests, and the, the one thing I notice is they ask them questions that I don't know the answer to.
1: Yes, I had this thing in the office where so so that's the life in the UK test, the famous well, one, yeah. which you have to do when you apply for your for your residency actually or, or citizenship, yeah. Um, and it's it's this this test where you have to have like a seventy percent pass mark, um, and they do ask you some some funky questions. But I had a book in the office with with sample exams, and I used to offer it to my. British friends from the office and told them like you know we'll go even odds for a fiver or for a tenner if you can actually pass the test. So if, if British people could get Yeah so. yeah and then none of them managed. None. None.
0: What sort of things are we talking? What, like, so,
1: so, so you you get the the kind of the easy ones where they ask you about you know the, the the big cities or the capitals to more obscure ones, which is like the past Olympic gold medalists to even more obscure ones where you know historic dates. Like I mean, you got to
0: know about Daily Thompson. I think that's yeah, yeah, that's yes. Fair, s-
1: Steve Redgrave is, yeah. a, is is a popular question, but um,
0: Pinson's all right. Don't worry yeah, about that. No. But yeah you got to know he, the did, main he, he did
1: well with the banner when he was carrying it in one hand that was kind of very impressive
0: yeah
1: so it's a funny anecdote you know like the uh, i think he did it because there there's some some Russian guy in the sixties that carried it in one hand and he kind of oh, which one
0: who who did this which, which of them like so, or? no Pinson. Oh, Pinson. That was Pinson
1: yeah when he was the the, the, the carrying the banner for yeah for UK UK, yeah. he, he did it in one hand and then kind of that was, that was because he saw some Russian guy in the 60s or something I think he was a weightlifter who carried it proudly in one hand See, in front of him
0: I didn't know about this, so I'm automatically failing my citizenship test if I wasn't already here.
1: No, but the, the, the real difficult questions are the, the one like what percentage of population of the UK lives in Scotland or what percentage of the population of the UK is Hindu. See, That's nobody kind of, knows that. Well, Literally. You, you know it for about <laughs> gonna... two days before the test and then you instantly forget yeah. it. This, <laughs> it's not the brain has this amazing mechanism of just clearing that information out and you forget it really, really quickly.
0: But is, is there, what are the benefits to doing it? What do you I
1: that, think it just filters the lazy ones, I would say. Do you mean, it they, they requires you, what, you what to what do change, some... What changes in your life now that oh, so, so, so you... mean the test mean the test? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. No, I understand that the reason that the test is to keep those, those sort of people happy that say they come over here and they you know, learn the language and they... Oh. No, I, 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 probably, I that's think that's the, called, I think the test
1: is like, it's it's a bit like, you know, like when you have to write a covering letter for a job interview, right? So it's kind of like they make it a little bit more difficult for you to do it so that you actually have to put some effort into doing it right. so you know like when you if you only send your cvs then you can send it to 150 places you know, in a day. But if they make you fill out a form or something like this, then they, they you know, they, they automatically filter out people who who are willing to spend a bit of time doing this. So I think it's kind of the same in the UK. You know, like with with this test. I don't think anybody who 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 kind of like governs or, or kind of is in charge of this test thinks that this test is in any way necessary for somebody to be a Brit. I think it, it's more about the fact that you know that like you, you you put an obstacle, and so you, you're only getting the people who are actually going to make a conscious effort to to do it. I well, think so. And
0: why did you decided that? The because motivation?
1: Theresa May said that I should not worry about. As soon as she said, don't worry, you
0: started. Yeah, as soon as, the,
1: as soon as the Prime Minister says, you know, you should. There's nothing to worry about. Then you should start worrying about, and that applies internationally. That's probably,
0: that's probably a good way of looking at lots of things, isn't it? Don't worry. As soon as someone says, like, well, if your
1: builder comes to you, I'm sorry, the Polish person has to bring up the builder, right? But Just you, talk about what you know, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the lame thing. If your plumber <laughs> yeah, comes okay, to you, calls you up when you're in the office, <laughs> stick to your area of, of competence. <laughs> yeah. If your plumber tells you, like calls you up and says, ah, "Listen, there's a leak, but uh, don't worry about it. I got this," then that's when you have to get an Uber and come home, and <laughs> contain the damage. Yeah. I don't worry about it don't worry I'll, I'll figure it out But that's kind of what she said right I mean I understand that she was in a precarious position because she you know the, the rights of the EU citizens in the UK were one of the bargaining chips in the negotiations of the EU right yes so she couldn't actually guarantee anything while she was negotiating so I understand that perfectly right but for us it was well you're not given us anything all you said is don't worry about it but even now you know we're we two and a half months away from brexit and no nobody knows what, what, what's going to happen What are going to be the actual rules for us to stay whether we'll automatically be allowed to stay or whether it's going to be you know the case of they're going to introduce some sort of like a point system for for like in australia you know like the special skills age
0: i try very hard in all, all areas of My life. Try not to discuss Brexit at all at every opportunity. But did you, as a person who's not from here originally, did you feel any different?
1: Well, I think for us, Brexit definitely had more of an emotional, emotional impact. I mean, I mean, so so the the political debates are very much about like the merits of remaining in the UK or not and stuff. But the night of Brexit uh, Votes like the Polish cultural centre got trashed, right? Hmm. And, and people that wrote in graffiti on it saying, you know, go home, this is not your country, etc., etc. So, so there is that that part of it that you think, you know, I'm not sure what percentage of it, but there are some people who voted for it for the wrong reasons, you know, that people that, you know, to a certain degree, that, that definitely that vote kind of made a lot of people feel unwelcomed here. As in, everybody has to have an opinion. It's like, you, know, you don't hear very many people saying that I think I mean there the are two things that we undoubtedly have learned from Brexit is, one is the fact that truth is not as valuable as it used to be so so the wh- whether you're pro-Brexit or against Brexit the, the quality of political debate it was horrible you know the, the, there's so much misinformation that was I remember probably you know I, I guess it was maybe before the social media, where where most of the information that you got got were from kind of official sources, right? Newspapers mm-hmm. and, and, and and TV and everything, and and they were held accountable for what they're broadcasting, right? A, poli- a politician that, that that was caught lying or, or or saying something that was misleading would be ostracized back then, right? Because now it's not the case. We kind of you know you, you see with Trump, you see with. With the famous, you know, three hundred fifty million a week <clears throat> thing, and you realize that you can get away with saying a lot of things that are not necessarily true, and then mm-hmm. even when you know you, you you get picked up on it on TV, and then they put you on the spot, and you they make you explain it, you can still dodge the topic. So, so I think that the, the quality of political debate went down massively. So that's I think one fact, and the other one is I would say that the fact that our well, this government's ability to execute something is pretty low as well. So you know, if you think that they've got, they've had two years to you know negotiate something decent and organized and give people kind like of idea of what's going to happen and how this Brexit is going to look like, we're two months away and people are still confused. Nobody quite understands what's going to happen to the backstop. No, nobody understands whether you know, no. the, the access to free market, freedom of movement, and stuff, what's going to happen with it, and whether it's going to be you know the deal or no deal Brexit or whether they're going to extend it or not or is there going to be a referendum and how it's going to work so it's like it looks like the execution was pretty poor as well
0: so yeah can I, I, can I ask you about something political that I yeah. find more interesting yeah your, your escape from behind the Iron Curtain oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: that's right yeah <coughs> that's my great love of, of champagne socialists yeah. yeah so what do you want to ask
0: so so you you and David Hasselhoff Coming over the wall. David was was the one that brought it down, really. I mean,
1: (laughs) I think he he genuinely believes that he was a a a pivotal figure in the the, the kind of collapse of communism and he brought down the wall, really. I
0: mean, he gets some credit, but I just don't think he gets enough.
1: No, definitely not. He's such a massive star in Germany, people don't realise it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's a, a, I mean, okay, so once we've acknowledged David's role, you were still a kid, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was... So when were you born? You were born in... 83, 80, so 83. I, was,
1: I was six when things started to... Well, I guess things started to change in, like, 82, but uh, the the real fast change started in, like, 89, right, so I was six. But, um, obviously, it was a gradual change and stuff, so, you know...
0: What were you kind of aware of as a kid, you... It was nasty.
1: The communism. There's no way to 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 kind of sell it to me anymore because, no, I remember. No, I remember. What's what's bad about communism? So, I remember my mum trying to buy cutlery or, or set of plates for the house, and then you had to wait in a queue to this to this government whatever bureau official that kind of would allocate you a permission to buy it. So she had. And then the, the queue was so long that it was overnight, so so it was formed of people in cars. So she slept in her car overnight to be able, to be allowed to buy a set of plates the next day. My brother was brought up on, you know, powdered milk smuggled from West Germany that my, my parents had to buy from smugglers because there was just shortage of everything, you know. Uh, yeah, everything was, was bad, you know. It, it was just kind of... What was yeah. your hometown as I was from Warsaw. Warsaw, yeah. So I was probably more privileged than other people in Poland, right? Because Warsaw was, was it's kind of uh, we one of those countries where there's one big city and then there's a, there's a big economic gap between that city and the other so ones. So your
0: your massive queues for bread were slightly shorter than elsewhere in Poland, is that
1: right? I I imagine that in other Places there would be bigger shortages of bread and yeah. in, in Warsaw, and the queues might be longer. Were there big queues? I'm just being huge, en- enormous. Yeah, it's just that the, the communism is queuing, queuing. and then the, the, there's, there's this whole kind of secondary market. You know, for the, you, 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 you can you can queue for somebody. So, there were the people who are unemployed would make some extra dosh by just b- being professional queuers. Oh, really? That's that's the extent of it. Yeah.
0: So you could get a job as a queuer.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a job, it's, a, it's a more of a gig, but but you can, like, yeah. But th- this is now happening in Venezuela. You're laughing, but a, a friend of mine's mum, she uh, is a she's a primary school headmistress, and she has a guy on a on the uh, on the retainer who queues for her. So he's he's got a motorbike, and she just gives him something to do, and he goes somewhere and queues for five hours, and then. Kind of files something for her and stuff like that because otherwise she would be in the queues for five hours every day. Yeah. So she has to have a guy who queues for her, and that's that's his job. He's gonna go somewhere, queues for five hours, then go somewhere else, queues for two and, and stuff. Communism is is queuing, More okay. queuing, <laughs> More queuing. So you she just thought this was normal, though, right? Is I, I think I was. Or, I, did you, I, I was you kind of the
0: evidence of absence of queues from abroad. And I
1: no, I didn't travel. M- much to the west till well, I like was on the, six on or telly. seven. On the telly though. No, no, of course yeah. not. Come on. No, 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 no. no. The telly is, well. you know, the telly is full of propaganda. No, no, no. <laughs> so you didn't the, get. It. But so, so we had three TV Do channels you know when I was growing up, and there was the other two were the like, you know, the, the Polish TV one, TV two, and then the third one was the Russian one. <laughs> Do you know any?
0: <laughs> a little propaganda song.
1: You could. Oh, loads of them, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to sing them, but. but I'll tell you what the funny one I was. I think
0: I'll get the kind of idea of what they'd <laughs> I can imagine something in my head. It's just a sort of upbeat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but when I was growing up, it was less comical than it was before. Because sometimes my dad showed me his high school books uh, from physics, and, and, and they would go through every kind of invention in history, and they would say, you know, it is commonly believed that the light bulb was invented by Thomas Edison. However, prior to him, independently, in Soviet Union, the light bulb was invented by, you know, Ivan Ivanovich. And and that, it was comical because it was every single invention, every single law. So, so you know, you, you say it's Newton's three laws of motion? No, 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 no. Some other guy that invented all three of them before that.
0: Haven't you you've done a bit of that? With, or me with Polish people haven't you what
1: do you
0: mean I don't know you've all these famous things that Polish people have invented have <laughs> I
1: because I had a look
0: had a look earlier on the like famous uh-huh. you know they've got these lists of famous people from various countries and I had a look at Poland top five out of all of them uh-huh. who have we got we got Pope
1: Marie uh, Curie Marie
0: yeah oh. uh, Maria
1: Skłodowska Curie as you should correctly no, yeah, call her. incorrect
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the more. Then he got well, down got, to Roman Polanski bit rapey
1: um, A bit dodgy
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh and oh, well, obviously well There's the Popes you know.
1: So so I think you, you, and you then be, You'd probably start with Marie Curie five, It was
0: just names I couldn't pronounce That was.
1: I think you'd start with Marie Curie Yeah right? Because she, she, she was probably the greatest Then I would probably say Copernicus Mm-hmm and then you're going to have a think about you know, what's next. You know, we, we had some, some, some good ones. I'm probably gonna kind of biased toward mathematics and stuff like that. So I really appreciate the guys. So Poles were the first ones to break the enigma, despite the fact that the movies would make you oh, believe. Oh,
0: right, okay. I think you've been wrong. It, I? No, it's,
1: it's been mentioned, actually, in, in, in the latest movie, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, that the, 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 their kind of algorithm was based on a Polish design. Another interesting one that not, not many people know is, is this guy called Stanislav Ulam. Who actually holds the patent for the hydrogen bomb so he was one mm-hmm. of the, the, the kind of prominent mathematicians working on the Manhattan Project but then I think if you ask most Polish people they wouldn't mm-hmm. know about it but, but do you think they're very proud people polish in the country I think we're proud of our history it's a, we're proud of the obstacles that we've overcome to exist you know like there's the, a the, the, the period where we disappeared from the map of Europe for 100, 123 consecutive years and you know so so you can look at it as that, you know, there's probably like three generations could have been born and then died without having a country. And yet, you know, the culture and the language survived. So it's, that's something, you know, mm-hmm. there's a strong identity to, to be able to pull that off.
0: So how old were you when you left? I was 18. And what were you thinking? Were you just got to get out of this place or...? Oh, nice I, I, I think I just
1: tasted the freedom a little bit. So I went to Spain for a year, uh, and then okay. studying studying in Spain could not be more different than studying in Poland. I, so I loved travelling always, and I loved learning languages always. And it kind of, um, we had. There we go. This is when I'm going to get into trouble. <sighs> yeah. So so, I applied for a scholarship to study in Spain in English, and they uh and it was all going well and at some- at some point they, they informed me that I can no longer go and I was like, "Well, why is that?" And they said, "Oh, because you have to s- study in Spanish, they don't have haven't opened the course in in English, so I just put on the application and like, "No, no no, I, I speak fluent spanish I So this said you
0: spoke English well or? I spoke English all right yeah okay and and Spanish.
1: Zero. So you, Nada. Just, so you, so you bl- did a
0: little
1: lie. A little lie. And <laughs> a mentirita. Mentirita. And uh, yeah, but my, my my the guy in charge of the scholarship was not. <laughs> he couldn't um, he couldn't verify it. So I ended up going, and then it it, it was amazing.
0: Um, so you arrived there to do it. A co- what was the course?
1: No, so it was, a, it was Erasmus. So it's kind okay. of a, a year exchange abroad. Where but you're
0: supposed to speak fluent Spanish already. Yeah, like I didn't. No, no I had
1: no. to learn over the summer.
0: How um how 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 much did you have by the time you got there?
1: Not very much. No, it was kind of very uh, very basic. <laughs> but, is, you, you, but, but but the Spanish people are pretty chatty, so it's kind of yeah. this is one language that you can learn by osmosis and by chatting to people in Spanish because oh, they yeah. will they will chat to you. They're yeah.
0: not like the French. I mean, I like, I like the I like the French
1: you know, after <laughs> that's a while, is, that's, that's but no, a no, I, like no, no, I do.
0: I like I like the people, I like the country, but they they're, they've always they take the attitude, yeah, you speak French, but mm. you, you you should speak it better, and they'll they'll try and test you. Whereas whereas Spain and and Italy, they're they're pleased you're making the effort, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't mind that you're a bit rubbish. They'll they'll help you out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That's
0: there's an attitude I've seen (coughs) so many times. There's this kind of
1: curve where you you know at first you speak Spanish so badly that people kind of like don't talk to you because it's too much effort, and then you kind of then you you're in the kind of sweet spot where you speak Spanish but so badly that it's cute, and that's when the Mm. the the, the girls really like you, but then and then you get too good at it, and they think no no this guy this guy's Spanish is too too good, so he's probably been here for too long.
0: Where were you Madrid?
1: Yeah amazing city so
0: you lied to get yourself to Spain yeah learned the Spanish then what
1: uh, yeah th- then I think it just kind of I really liked how different it was I really liked the, the people they were you know very very open very energetic um, very outgoing you know you, you instantly make a lot of friends and the weather was significantly better than in Poland so I really liked it and then I came to Poland I had to do 6 more months to finish my undergrad and then I came to the UK. Why the UK? Oh because of Roger. Yeah. Because of Roger Gracie.
0: So w- at what point did jiu-jitsu become influential in your life and this?
1: So I started jiu-jitsu a year before I went to Madrid. So so, so it was it, it was very important to me very early, very when, when I started. So I did a year of jiu-jitsu before I went to Madrid and, and kind of like going to Madrid was already driven by the fact that I, you know what, Fabricio Verdum is in Spain um. I'm going to go and train with him because I could go, there's a few different places where I could have gone so my, my university had this, this arrangement with uh, Copenhagen with a couple of universities in Germany, Oxford Brooks, and a couple of other ones so, so my, you know, I thought Madrid, good weather, good jiu-jitsu you know, maybe that's the, the best one to go. And then afterwards, when I came back to Poland, I thought, well, where do I want to live There's outside of Poland? And I thought, oh, the UK would be pretty good. The other driving factor was the fact that my master's degree was not, they didn't open it because they didn't have enough candidates that year. So had I not gone to study something, would have had to go to the army for a year, which is not fun. <laughs>
0: so is it still compulsory? Not
1: anymore, no, no, no. no. I think they, 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 they kind of like scrapped the compulsory one a few years after After mine, so it's like somewhere around 2006, I imagine.
0: So, when you did you started jiu jitsu in Poland, was wrestling a big thing there? Did people do that at
1: school? Not in schools anymore, no, no, not in schools. But, um, although my my primary school did have a wrestling room, so there was like a small room just with a wrestling mat just, just for that. So, the this kind of the sport academies that teach you wrestling and stuff like that, they were. Government-run, state-sponsored, so, so they do. were free. So you didn't do? I didn't do it because my mum didn't want me to have cauliflower ears. So, you know, my, my, my grandfather was a—he was a wrestling referee and he was a president of the National Wrestling Federation. So if anybody was meant to do wrestling, that would be me. But because my mum had to spend her weekends watching my grandpa referee wrestling matches, and she hated the grunting and the cauliflower ears, and me and my brother were forbidden from doing it
0: so I'm looking at your ears now they're not (laughs) they're not the worst qualifiers it was a
1: difficult conversation with my mum when I showed up with a bandage around my ear
0: did yours go did yours happen one by one
1: so so the first one happened accidentally I was training with a guy who was a bit spazzy and he accidentally kicked me in the head I have very flexible ears believe it or not and I got kicked but like the moment that he kicked me it blew up The, 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 the 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 kind of the person draining it didn't do a proper job, and kind of after they've done it the first time, it kind of lost its elasticity a little bit, and uh, and from then onwards it's kind of started growing. But I haven't, you know, touch wood, haven't had any more since then. So. Do you
0: find in your in your professional life, because mm. you do a you know serious grown up job, mm. financy thing that I sort of I'd, I'd like to think about, so, yeah. How do the how do the years
1: Everybody thinks that you're a rugby player over here. So, so, so here people just like assume that you that, play yeah. rugby, and then which over here, it, rugby is more is a,
0: acceptable than, than rolling around fighting.
1: Def, to, definitely, to a lot yeah. of people. So, nobody, nobody, people just ask you what position you played. That, oh, mm. did you play? I thought
0: you'd be bigger.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, in rugby, for whatever reasons. Uh, Bit of a posh sport, so it's good, yeah. You know, so people look I suppose at you and say, Oh, you so you can play be, rugby, oh, especially
0: cool. in, in, in West London, you know, there's yeah. loads of you, so you can legitimately be a, a good citizen in the eyes of these with, people with, with yeah, funny ears. ears.
1: So, you, but then however, when you travel, it's
0: but then, but then I guess people, if people know you a little bit professionally, they'll know you're Polish, they might get talking, to you, they know you don't know you play rugby, they know that you get it yeah. from scrapping with other men. Do they then? Because it used to be like when I was growing up people doing martial arts was a little bit of a kind of um, you know it was a minority interest and it's changed a lot now. But I don't know. I, if I,
1: I don't think you ever held me back in, in any in any way. I think it was just uh, a very very good conversation starter. A lot. Especially when I was travelling. When when I went to Cuba I probably had 20 random conversations just because people see your ears and you're obviously a gringo so they kind of look at you and say oh, okay cool yeah, yeah let, let me chat to you. So and, and kind of professionally, I think it was along the same lines that people kind of assume that you do rugby, and when you tell them that you don't do rugby, that you do something else, they're actually interesting in what you do and, and stuff. So I think, in a bizarre way, it was, it was a good thing. You
0: know? Yeah, I suppose it's interesting. They can tell you, I guess, that you're not a hooligan. Yeah, I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to think so. Yeah. I think jiu jitsu is quite civilized, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is, it is, definitely. It's a cerebral sport. You know?
0: because it's changed how gyms are completely how, you know, how, how martial arts gyms are for me
1: well, I think even the jiu-jitsu gyms have changed you know, we are very very kind of respectful and, and however like if you think about like, how the jiu-jitsu gyms were in, in Brazil you know 30 or 40 years ago that they had to had this kind of whole idea of gym invasions where one gym would like randomly invade the other gym and beat up everybody who was in it at the time it was a bit barbaric so I think we, we, we've gone past that and kind of now it's a very, very mainstream sport and there's a lot of people who, who do it who are, you know, professionals, actors, you know, people who, who need to have a pretty face, yeah, still do it.
0: So, so when the, you started, you came to UK because of Roger Racy, yeah. Gym, I, but you, did, you, did you know at this stage, what, what belt you then? Oh, the blue belt. Blue yeah. belt, yeah. But did you think at that stage you might do it, because as well as your city job you own, this gym, yeah, Richmond Fitness Club, the Roger Gracie Academy so did you think at this blue belt stage that it might be something you would do like seriously like that
1: I definitely thought that you know that I definitely already knew that I was going to stick with the sport and I was going to do it long term and I think probably like 15 years ago Jack and I we already had a chat and, and we we were saying how nice it would be to one day have our own gym so that this was kind of you know, a completion. So Richmond Fitness Club is a completion of a of a fifteen. You know, during that was fifteen years in the making. Really, I was ne- I was never into teaching till I started teaching. Really, and I never thought that I was going to be a teacher. But then I started doing, it and I actually really enjoy it now, because it's uh, it's a funny feeling when you some somebody that you taught something then uses what you taught him to win something, and you feel this kind of like this sense of pride from other person's achievement. Mm. So it's kind of you know, unless you have kids, that's not easy to you know, to come about. I mean?
0: think it's, I think there's so much value in, in in helping anyone do anything. But yeah, when you see someone do jujitsu and they've maybe they've never thought they'd do anything like that, or they thought that mm. that chance to do that in their life has passed, to see them picking it up and getting into it, I mean, the, 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 there's
1: loads of stories where where that kind of put the smile on your face, and and you know, people winning competitions is one of them. Right, but then you have other ones where there's one guy who you know who was pretty bad with alcohol, and all of a sudden starts doing jujitsu and and goes clean, and you know uh, wins against his addiction. There's like another person who calls you up and says, "Oh, I was walking home by myself, and got you know attacked by some guy, and she was able to defend herself mm. thanks to jujitsu." So so you get you know once every while you get these kind of. Uh, kind of good stories of somebody, you know, that like that you've had a positive impact on somebody's life just because you taught them something. It's pretty yeah. cool, you know. Like it definitely gives you a lot of pleasure, as, you know, as a teacher to, you know, when people, when when you see that your what you're teaching them has a positive impact on their life.
0: Yeah, I think it's, a, it's it seems to be anyone that anyone that doesn't hate it and immediately leave, and anyone who's yeah. can stay more than a, a few classes, other than. You know, inevitable injuries that you get. It seems to have a huge positive impact on everybody.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I, I can't think of a single person who you know whose life fell apart because of jiu jitsu. I think it's always you know it's always been a very very positive impact. I mean, when I think about myself, like what what a positive force jiu jitsu's been in my life. So I went to finance because one of my best mates from jiu jitsu was a finance guy, and I started spending time with him, and he kind of taught me about you know how banking, finance and all that stuff works. So that's why I ended up in finance. You know, I ended up in the UK. So I went to Spain and learned Spanish because I wanted to learn Jiu Jitsu in Spain and I kinda of, kinda of came to UK, you know, because you know, I wanted to work here but also because that was the best jiu jitsu available in Europe at the time. I think still is so it's had an enormously positive effect on my life and 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 also in a a way that i've evolved as a person so i was actually talking to somebody today about this and and i said like my ability to remain calm under stress under you know is all due to jiu-jitsu you know that's not the skill that i acquired in any other way and it's very very important in finance to be able to do you know especially when you're when you're day trading or doing anything that that requires you to think clearly under pressure. You know, that that is something that I've learned from Jiu-Jitsu. Well, def- what is
0: it, do you think, uniquely about Jiu-Jitsu that gives you that rather
1: than... So, well, Jiu-Jitsu is as close as you can get to a kind of real fight without kind of having serious damage to your body on a daily basis, right? So, so, so in Jiu-Jitsu, you, you spar at almost 100%, right? So it's a very, very high intensity in a controlled way that you, you don't get injured, right? I mean, you you wouldn't be able to box at the intensity that we do jiu jitsu on, you know, on a daily basis because you you'd be concussed constantly. And and it's a very very cerebral sport where you have to kind of solve problems, figure out ways out of situations, you know, under pressure where somebody is attacking you constantly. So I think it's uh, maybe not unique, but. It's, it's it kind of like puts you in those situations constantly so the, the amount of repetitions that you're, you're you're constantly under under threat and you constantly have to fight your way out of it and, what, and the and way what, that you have to do it I think perhaps the, the way you have to do it is you have to remain calm right because if you start spazzing out then you you you, you kind of lose energy and and, and kind of and lose right? and there's nothing
0: more real than not being able to breathe anymore yeah you know, exactly if, yeah, yeah. And, it, and 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 that feeling of you can't breathe that's when you panic
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah so if, so if somebody choking you you know like panicking is the mm. worst thing you can do because then you, you're gonna run out of oxygen faster right so you almost have to kind of almost calm yourself down and slow down your breathing as you're escaping mm. which is very very counterintuitive but.
0: i think you do because you maybe without realizing it as well because things that you do in jiu-jitsu as you say you can be can be on the point of passing out. Yeah. In in wider life, in professional situations, you're. I'm very aware of how much time you've got for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so if someone's talking to you, someone's asking you questions, you're like, okay, well, you know, okay, you can ask me a question. Mm-hmm. I might not know the answer, but I've got. You know, you're in no physical threat. You've got time to think about it. everything's yeah. okay. Most of the things people panic about, like you know, speaking to people, potentially embarrassing yourself, they're okay. Really, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not things you have to fret about. But I think because because most people don't have real things to worry about in their daily life. They don't do something where they're under physical threat. They kind of you recalibrate yourself to worry about shitty little slights, you know, and like people bumping into you and, and things that things that aren't important. I think people
1: it definitely puts things into perspective. Like, I mean, lowers your ego that you know, the moment that you show up in a jiu jitsu gym and like a fifty kilogram scrawny skinny guy chokes you out five times in four minutes you kind of like just put things into perspective and, you mm. know, like takes and you your ego that, you down either,
0: you notch. either do what half of people do and never come back <laughs>
1: yeah possibly well,
0: yeah it's true there are a lot of people just they don't like it and they don't it's not for everyone you know, they come no, back I
1: think it's, it's definitely not for everyone I mean, there, there's some people who just like I can't imagine a germaphobe doing jiu jitsu you know, like.
0: there are yeah I mean everyone has those moments where they think yeah <laughs>
1: Yes, sometimes it can be distasteful, but... You know,
0: did a dude really need to wear a singlet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> singlet should, yeah, not, be should not be allowed. Should not be allowed. Ah, uh, yeah. Are you back training full strength now?
1: Yeah, getting, they, right? getting there, getting there, yeah. I've got to force
0: myself to take some time out, well unfortunately. Before. What'd you done? My old injury. You know my... It's, which, which one? You of know it? I broke my legs ah, years yeah. ago.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um... You want me to show you my uh, my uh, X-ray. Oh well, will it grows
1: you yeah. out? On yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna grab it. And just, I'm gonna myself. Jesus. So, is the, so is this? Is this like the X-ray of your well, so ankles? Or what's this?
0: Yeah, it was giving me. I mean, you could you could argue. How are you? are not squeamish, You could argue that doing leg locks and things possibly isn't the best. So is that what you used to be? No, that's it. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it now.
1: So you still have those, yeah. you still have those. all those bolts in your leg. <laughs>
0: yeah. And a couple of them. See, look. That, are they, they going to take them out? Or that not? one there snapped, you can see.
1: Oh, the bolt snapped?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I think a couple of them here have possibly come loose. <laughs> so it's giving, me, it's, it's giving me quite a little bit of... Yeah? <laughs> do you have a listen to it? Oh, nice. Oh. So, um. So yeah, I've got to take some time off. <laughs> 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 Guess what the doctors say?
1: Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do <laughs> he say, like, take don't, aspirin?
0: Don't do, yeah, they say, well, you know, anything, you know, there's the old joke, doctor, doctor, it oh, hurts when I go like that. <laughs> don't go like that then. I've, I've had doctors say exactly those things to me, you know, you just, it's such a such thing, hurts, oh, don't do it then. Yeah. But obviously, if you mention doing contact sports and show them that, they... I'm showing Tommy a picture of my, <laughs> my x-ray. They t- they tend to want you to get out of their office. because. <laughs> but no, I think I need to get it fixed. All right. So I'm having a few um few weeks where I do some yoga and consider my So options. So are they going to
1: take those out there, the ones that are loose or what?
0: I'll just explain. I mean, this bit
1: here... This but these are loose, right? What's, what's, well, what's with those?
0: I've not yet seen a specialist. So this is just... I mean, this is a, an x-ray from casualty. And um, so I've got to go and see a specialist who's going to work out what they can do with it Mm. cut it off get me a new one so yeah it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, take it easy
1: I but it's 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 a standard standard doctor manoeuvre to just tell you stop doing whatever you're doing whenever you get injured unless you go to a spot doctor that has the appreciation for the fact that you want to get back to training as quickly as possible but if you tell them that you're just doing it for fun the moment that you get injured they say like well take 30 days off and and then kind of like rest it, ice it, take aspirin. Whatever. Yeah. So they kind of. I think that's it's kind of almost like a avoidance of responsibility on this side a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because just just.
0: Take, d- I told them
1: to kind of take it. It's a very a very risk averse way of of dealing with a problem. It's just like oh you know nobody nobody's gonna hold the hold the doctor responsible for for you know, n- nobody's gonna say that he was wrong when he told you to rest. Exactly. They've really? done their due diligence. Yeah. So.
0: But for me, that, I mean, I did that 10 years ago, and I had kind of six years of being kind of a mm. lesser person and not being back to full strength, and then thinking, fuck it, let's see what I can do, starting jiu and um, mm. my life being so much better, would I have snapped the screws quite so quickly? I don't know, maybe not, but I'm certainly not regretting starting, and I'm certainly not going to stop, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I just need I'll just get it fixed as best i can, and the, and, the, and as soon as they can give you new ones i'm I'm front of the queue it can't be that long
1: no hopefully should be should be should be soon enough you know?
0: yeah I mean they did those monkey head transplants in the seventies my 70s, yeah, my, my, my boss
1: spoke to my boss well, my former boss who who just got cleared of cancer, and I was like, Oh, how are you doing and he goes, oh yeah, I'm just waiting for it till I can transfer my consciousness to a cyborg body hopefully it's going to be in the next few years i'm like right. that's kind of how it's going to be you know it's probably the first time they transfer somebody's consciousness to a cyborg body that cyborg is going to be like one of those kind of little vacuum cleaners robots it's just going to be kind of like a little box that's just going to be oh, like bouncing off the walls you know and that's going to be you you're going to be trapped in that box and all you can do is vacuum somebody's room
0: so what you got to get you got to wait till they've got a decent robot I you're think, I think so otherwise it's just a little, little metal you to, Mickey do, thing. do
1: you want to be somebody's vacuum cleaner
0: <laughs> yes. that's right. as soon as you've got a cyborg body NB not just a little vacuum cleaner once yeah. I cool. I not you can think about it, <laughs> <laughs> but surely the vacuum <laughs> my, my, my brilliant mind
1: for this. <laughs> Imagine how trapped you're going to be and how desperate you're going to be to get out of this. Like, yeah. I went to uni, I've got a master's degree, and all I'm doing is <laughs> vacuuming this room.
0: I think we've done pretty well in terms of not disgracing ourselves too yeah. badly. What do you think? <laughs> I, I mean, think there was a right time. Yeah. You could add in, like, if you want to. Yeah. Yourself keep, from, yourself
1: keep yourself from being deported ah, don't, <laughs> not, don't, anymore. Don't. not anymore
0: K- not anymore because you lived in Spain right? I was in yeah. Madrid for a while you've left a country Poland uh-huh. come to a country England because I've never been to Poland right I mean yeah. I've lived in Ealing okay. so I mean I get, I get the general impression pretty, pretty Polish yeah, yeah. Um, they seem to be people very much like us so you know like pale skinned people that like to drink and maybe have a little fight, friendly fight. Whereas your you're Spaniard... Very different. Very, very different. So do you think... I mean, you said you came here because of various professional reasons, but do you think partly coming to a country that it's a, it's a bit like your home, isn't it? Poland and oh, England. Yeah, We're a, similar, a, aren't we? A little bit. But, but, you know, like, well. but,
1: but that, that wasn't the impression that I had about the UK when I came here. Because when you learn English in Poland, they they give you this impression that all... Oh, Brits wear suits and bowler hats and carry an umbrella. Really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have this very, very skewed view of what British people are like. Very skewed. The f- f- for instance, you, everybody kind of makes you believe that all oh, Brits speak this incredible you know, <laughs> the, the received <laughs> oh. pronunciation, this Queen's English thing. And nothing could be further away from the truth. So I, I arrived, first time I arrived in, in, in London, I was staying in Upton Park and then the, the, the shock that you have that you have people speaking to you in English and you can't understand anything they're saying you go like wow hmm. you know? they've lied to us they've lied to us they that's, they, that's they, f- they, they Talk, you know, they teach you how different groups of thing is, animals thing are animals I like, remember
0: I even remember those pictures that you've presumably seen of people in bowler hats and stuff. I, I remember <laughs> seeing those too. I, mean, I don't know, maybe it was a bit more. I think it was a bit more. <laughs> when I lived here and you go, oh, I guess that's what we are like. And do you I've own, never do you own a bowler
1: hat? I, don't, I, mean, I, I have, guess the haven't photos are behind of it,
0: but I, may, I guess there were some in the. But even then, it was probably just a photo of some city gents or something, wasn't it? It wasn't like everyone was done up like that. Yeah, I guess so.
1: But you know, yeah. people
0: weren't out in the out in the country. People weren't dressed
1: like no, that. No, no, no,
0: no. So, was it? Were you disappointed when you got here and found we were all sloppy and pissed all the time? Like you?
1: I think I was. I was a bit shocked that I couldn't understand what people were saying. Yeah. That, was, that was a sad. Thing. Yeah. It was like everybody calls you mate. It's not something yeah, that they teach mate. you in school. Mate, no. They skip that word altogether. They just kind of so they, they they teach you this kind of I don't know the job interview English kind of instead yeah. of teaching you the the real one like you know how to order whatever you want in a chicken uh, shop. Hi, you know, it couldn't be further away. <laughs> yeah, I think I think culturally we we're very very similar. I think Polish and Irish were even more similar than Polish and.
0: See, the, just the Polish England. people just blended in brilliantly here. They like, are just like you know.
1: I think I think we do a, you know we, we do a decent job. We're pretty nice people, you know. Like culturally, we're so we're so mellow. I like to tell that we I like to say that we're Russian light. You know?
0: You're <laughs> the one who explained the, the grumpy face thing to me, aren't you? Which one? About well. Um, I mean, let's say, look, how how friendly your, your Spaniard is. Okay? Uh-huh, and yeah. then we're, okay. we're either, either side. But Polish people, if anything, possibly slightly less smiley than us. Yeah. And you you, you <laughs> were saying that it's because it, it would be regarded with suspicion when you
1: were... Yeah, you were yeah. yeah. Like, so it so, you so you, if you're, you're so smiling way. and nobody said anything funny, people would think that you're a simpleton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You up- which, which was funny it was, it was exactly what was happening in Spain people were like oh why are you not smiling I was like why should I be smiling it was like, have you said something funny for me to smile like, if I stand here smiling and, you, you know, and there's nothing to smile about you're going to think that I'm dumb and people were like
0: oh, no I won't I suppose I've heard about, about this country that people from other countries find it strange that people don't make eye contact with them but oh. then they maybe don't understand that growing up here eye contact is a bad thing because yeah, but because here it would lead to the to the the fight starting line of what you're staring at, or what you're staring yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. So you, oh, know, you, you don't you don't go line. around you don't make eye contact with people unless there's a reason to do so. You know, I guess it's that thing. Of, you know, you what? Keep you, <laughs> you keep to your own business. Yeah, uh, go and, and, the whole, the, and the The, the, at the public
1: transport. is a comical situation here, right? Because obviously there's, there's so many people in, in 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 very very confined space and yet it's this unwritten rule that you do not talk to anybody you do not make eye contact with anyone it's just this kind of this idea that you're you're, you're trying to be as isolated as you possibly can in a room you know in a small space full of people you go like no I'm here by myself there's nobody else here
0: But then London's a lot different from the rest of the country it It is you know you you don't in the middle of London you don't talk to talk to anyone whereas out in the the more villagey you get the more
1: yeah, no, no, that definitely. That's probably. Definitely. London, is, London is very, very different than the rest of the country. But yeah, yeah I, I think, well, I like it here, man. Oh, it's I great think place. Pe- people are very, very friendly and it's such a cosmopolitan city. I think it's a, which was so, you know, if you think about Brexit and if you think no, no, about. No, we, we can't, we can't talk about that anymore. No, no we've, fine. yeah, no, yeah, we can. We, we, no, but it's that, I think what makes this what makes this, upset, what makes that, this city great is, is is it's how cosmopolitan it is. I think. Yeah, um, and it would be a shame if it wasn't. The I case. just don't.
0: It's not going to change. No. I mean, what, what, this is this will be as this will be as long and boring a fiscal story as it needs to be until they just sort it out. Yeah, and then it's not it's not going to be like suddenly sending foreign people home. You know. <laughs> ridiculous side, and we've never sent anyone home. Anyway, we don't do that. It's, we don't. It's fine.
1: It's all going to be good. <laughs> it's all, all going to be good.
0: I mean, it's good that you've got your, you know, whatever you got your badge from the Queen. Or do you get a
1: physical? Uh, you you got a, you get a diploma. You, get, you get a yeah, diploma. you got a diploma. It's you got a, you, you get got, got a that, certificate but, of citizenship, and you get to uh, get a picture with the mayor. so I have the picture of the, with the mayor of Richmond. It's a fantastic guy very very have got funny. A yeah I didn't know how
0: mare.
1: Yeah There's a mayor of Richmond Yeah it,
0: who, was, is it, who Is it a man or a lady? It's, it's,
1: it's, it's a man I'm not sure what his name is
0: No Did not know he had one
1: Yeah He yeah, do. Is
0: it gold chain or
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah Gold chain and a, a It's called a gown Yeah yeah, really? He yeah, shows up yeah, White gloves Was he nice? Did he? Yeah very friendly Oh Funny guy Cracking jokes During the ceremony It was good Did you invite anyone along? Or? Did Mark went? Did came he? along, yeah. <laughs> Rec- recorded the whole thing. Oh, you know? it's the kind of hoping he would show, show up in his traditional African robes, but he didn't. No. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's. Uh, it, it was good. It was a good ceremony. You you pledge allegiance to the monarch, and then you. As we all.
0: You have a pledge of strongly. allied am a monarch. B- I you. am
1: a very very uh, yeah devout royalist now yeah yeah absolutely for sure, for sure. <laughs> right in yeah like, I was always surprised by the UK that you guys haven't gotten rid of it but you know uh, well, just, like a I normal why can not you get rid of the monarchy, you know, like a normal country we're
0: done with getting rid of stuff it's all fine you just let it tick along <laughs> it's, all, it's, yeah, it's all good now nothing to worry about just don't change anything just, just, just don't ask it. too many
1: questions
0: yeah right Tom we've got to wrap it up man yeah pleasure for doing good. it oh mate
1: pleasure's all, all mine hopefully you get enough Interesting stuff out of it. you can, you can botch can butch something together. Yeah. <laughs> Cut, bits up Cut a few bits out. Cut a few bits out, and it's just. Good man. Thank you. Oh, pleasure, man.
0: For those of you who are already into Jiu-Jitsu, I'm putting out another podcast and accompanying video with advice from Sensei Tommy on how to be better. But I'm getting the leg fixed, so it's all going to be fine one way or another. If it's fact, fix it and get on with stuff. Thank you for listening.